Sisters. Welcome to another wonderful episode of Sirens of Horror and happy Halloween to all. Of course, as always, I'm your mistress of evil, Ella Bella, along with her sister of sin, Ashy Slashy. And of course, our favorite guest host and our beloved coven member, M. Grimm. We both had to have M. Grimm on this episode because A, she is our Mary, and B, happy birthday, Emily! Special <laughs> now. No. Happy birthday! <laughs> we will happy, birthday happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday! Honestly, it's one of my favorite things about Winnie is the amount of like. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, I know you weren't expecting that, but deal with it. Thank you. So today is both Halloween, which is all of our favorite holidays, and it is also our beloved Emperor's birthday. So today we are going to be covering uh, our chats, our Marco Polo statuses, and everything that involves us, which is the Sanderson sisters of, of course, Hocus Pocus fame. Uh, for those of you that do not know, and I don't know how you don't if you're listening to this podcast, Focus Focus was a 1990s Disney film that featured the likes of Bette Midler, Doug Jones, and all the rest. And it is a story of three beautiful, stunning sisters that are sadly taken out by the reckless, abusive youth of America. Hooligans. 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 Rapscallions. It's terrible. The, the, the story is truly a Greek tragedy in itself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But uh, as of course you can see, we're a little dressed up for today. So uh, why don't we explain maybe the three best characters of this movie and why we care about them. Oh, so very much. And let's start off with you, M. Grimm. So uh, my favorite character has and always will be Mary. Um, I've always felt, <laughs> I have felt drawn to Mary. When I was young and a little, little tiny Emily Grimm, I loved her because she was the one that got to ride the vacuum. And that was the best ever. Um, who doesn't want to ride a flying vacuum? Um, and I also the fact that she is just kind of the most, in my opinion, the most fun. She's the least scary of them, but she's the most fun. But yeah, so that's why I love Mary. She is, she's all about calming circles. She's all about the very soft spoken, I think that's not being honestly, that's not being, you know, the sort of, I know what you're feeling. She's the one I would want to go hang out with. So that's, that's Mary. She's my fave. You are, you are without a doubt our Mary, especially I think <laughs> like with me personally, like the amount of times you're like, Ella, you're not being honest about how upset you are. I'm just like, damn it, bitch. Ella, how many times have I had to literally be like, you're going to relax right now? <laughs> uh, I can't count. I, I legitimately cannot count the number of times you've been like, phone off, laptop down. <laughs> the last time you were over at my home, I was like, you're not doing anything. You are sitting on your butt and you are relaxed. I'm, I'm very thankful for my Mary. I'm very thankful for my Mary. <laughs> and then, of course, my favorite is Sarah. 
Um, I always kind of felt like as a kid, I really liked her because she was the one that sang and I was like, I can sing. And so there was that, the fact that she sings. And I think also just like her, like she exuded confidence no matter what. Like she was like, I may be the ditziest witch in this coven, but I am confident about my body. I'm confident about just everything. And she was always just so happy and peppy all the time. The word that peppy was- is very accurate. that I was just like yeah I that's 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 pretty much me um and then of course there's you know every time she gets she gets excited it's just boobs bouncing everywhere which is pretty much me when I get excited you can see both me and Em are just like "Uh uh uh (laughs) um if you can't tell by the buns or by the green of course my favorite character is one of Brad's fingers um I love her because, A, if anyone has ever seen me before the hours of 10 a.m., you know I hate everything. Um, Also, just I love Winifred for her kind of unabashed leadership, her unabashed sarcasm, and her unabashed zero fucks. Like, even though she loves her sister, she calls them out every time. Um... I just, I was watching the film earlier and one scene that really stuck with me for Winifred was Winifred being very, very specific about like, this is the plan, this is how we have to do these things, this is the rules, this is this, this is this. And that felt very me. I'm very meticulous, I'm very planned. And then immediately Mary was like, you did such a good job talking. Thank you, you you are doing a really good job. And Sarah's like, what are we talking about? And you see Winifred being like, don't murder. And I was like, oh, God, I feel this scene in my soul. Literally the part where Mary's like, wait, why do we need the children? And I'm like, oh, God, that's me. <laughs> um, I also just, just love for how much Winifred has no problem stealing the show or making her opinion known or kind of creating a space for her to be heard. Which I think, like, when I first watched this film in, like, the mid-90s, um, I, of course, my favorite, like, Disney film was Beauty and the Beast. Um, and Belle does a good job of doing that. But, like, Winifred just kind of took that feeling and, like, turned it up to, like, 12. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so unabashedly, I don't give a crap <laughs> about patriarchy or what your views are or what you're going to say. I'm going to do me. And I'm gonna get my shit done. And I just I love her. I love my badass bitch. I truly do. Um, of course, there are so many amazing scenes in this film. Uh, but I know everybody kind of has one scene throughout the many iconic from the graveyard scene to the party scene to uh the sparkly death scene. Uh Everybody has a favorite scene. So let's go through kind of ours. So let's start off with you, Ashy Splashy. What is your favorite scene in this film? All right. Well, my favorite scene is definitely the party scene, literally from beginning to end. Because it's, the kids have arrived at this, what like, like, it's like, I want to say it's like a, not a rec room, but like, some sort, sort of, of like, a community. Yeah, like, the, yeah, like the community hall. So it's like everybody in the neighborhood and they literally like, and they've also just moved there. So the parents are probably there to like, Hey, we can meet some friends and kind of like, you know, get our dance on and like kind of relax for the night. And then 
so the kids just wander into this party you the first person you see who is like probably completely drunk is the uh cowgirl she's got her gun she goes You know, like she's definitely the woo girl. And oh, then woo girls. <laughs> and then the kids finally meet their like they meet up with dad. Or uh, Sam no, not Sam. Uh Max meets oh, are up. Are we with having dad. are we having a Sarah moment? Is that what we're gonna call yes. it from now on, <laughs> on the podcast when you forget things? It's a Sarah moment. <laughs> um Max meets up with his dad, who is dressed up as Dracula, but He's got like, I'm Dad, getting to that. Cooler. I, I was getting to that, Ella. <laughs> I wanted I was to explaining use my nice costume. fancy mic for, for good sound effect. Everybody? Oh, calm down. <laughs> um, he's wearing like, you know, the like $5 Dracula cape. He's got his hair slicked back, but under the Dracula cape, he is wearing pajamas. So he's like lazy man Dracula. And even Max is like, what are you wearing? Are you Dracula? And he goes, no, no, Dadcula. I feel like we just need to know how Emily say Dadcula because now we've all said it dramatically. <laughs> so Em, can we please get a dramatic Dadcula from you? Dadcula. Okay, good. <laughs> we've, we've now all hit that. Continue, Ashley. <laughs> And then um, Danny meets up with her, uh, their mom, who is supposed to be Madonna with the missile boobs. Which like, is so boobs. dated. Like, only people who remember, like, that early part of the 90s, late 80s would get that. Because I feel yeah. like that's... Like, because obviously when I first saw the movie, I was like, I don't get it. Who's Madonna? Like, I don't get that look from Madonna. Well, not who's Madonna, but like, I like I don't remember that look from Madonna. Like, okay, whatever. I think that look was like from a VMAs too. It wasn't even like in a yeah. music video. It was from like a performance. It was one of her performances. It, so it, it was super so old. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So you're just like, okay, I don't, whatever. Uh, and then she's explaining what's happening. Like, in full detail, we rose these witches from the dead. They're coming back. They want to steal children. It's all happening. And then mom's response is, how much candy have you had, darling? Like, just, no, mom, I haven't had any. I haven't even OD'd. I just, it's this so is actually upper real. middle class, like, horror film bullshit of, like, you could have replaced that scene just as a quick little thing of, like, Halloween, uh, Texas Chainsaw, like, Friday the 13th, that is just pretty much everyone's parents in any horror film, even though this is like a decom. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh honey, there is no evil witches out to get you. Michael Myers is gone, and so is Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees. It's like a boomer parents thing though, because like parents now would be like, who touched you? What? Who's I'm I'm calling? Where's the manager? But like yeah. right now, like when we were kids, like our parents didn't believe anything we said. Like yeah. they were like, you're full of Dude, shit. We're, we we're the generation of the latchkey kids. Our parents were like, okay, you're eight. Here's a key. Walk two miles. It'll be fine. Bye. Basically, like, if I went to my parents and was like, someone's chasing me, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, ah, witches. They would have been like, Emily, just, I don't have time for this right now. <laughs> that, that, I think that is the most boomer parent phrase is, I don't have time for that right now. I don't have time mm -hmm. for this right now. I am trying to watch 
walk I'm with an angel Sally. and seventh heaven. I'm watching Sally Jesse Raphael right now. <laughs> Maury is on next. <laughs> like imagine my red nails were like an inch longer. That's my mother with the perm. <laughs> uh, but c- continue your lovely scene, Ashie. <laughs> um, and then finally the witches show up in all of their glory. And uh, Max runs up on stage and he's like, they're here, they're here, they're right there. Like steals the mic from the guy and the guy's like, dude, I'm in the middle of freaking song. Like, what the hell are you doing? And there's just Winnie just like, yes, we are here. I think that's probably my favorite line in the movie is thank you, Max, for that marvelous introduction. Mm -hmm. It's probably my favorite line. And then like, they all, it's funny, like all three of their reactions to being revealed are very different. Like, Winnie's is very much like, oh, hello, I'm, yeah, so we're here. Sarah's just kind of like, uh, like, all of a sudden, she's kind of like. Well, it's interesting because Winnie calls them all back, like, right before that, and, like, Sarah's making out with an astronaut, Mary's at, like, the snack table, and Winnie's just like, and they all run back. Mm-hmm. Um, which I do love the fact that like Sarah makes out with like three people randomly during this film that are never <laughs> named. Nope. Literally, the moment she becomes young again, she says, boys will love me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know her priorities. Or any like uh, with, when, Th- when Thackeray comes, hang him on a hook and let me play with him. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, we all know we're... Uh, but yeah, and then Mary's just kind of like, we're here we're here yes and then she walks up on stage grabs the mic from the guy and it's just like and then starts the you know every disney movie has to have a musical number starts the musical number and everyone's just like getting into it and you know she's like from when she starts doing the i say eco bye baby welcome bye she's like literally like that's her casting her spell on them i say eco bye up and baby up and die I think and I have a feeling Mary probably was just muttering through it as well. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Whatever you say, Whitney, whatever you say. say. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, she's immediately cast her spell on the entire community because they literally dance until they die for lack of, you know, for, for pun intended. I, but yeah, that's I, my I, favorite scene. I do it's love just, that scene, and I, I do appreciate my two backup singers. I know I have at a moment call when I want to try and murder an entire rack room full of boomers. I mean, that's the dream. It truly is. <laughs> uh, I was, I was uh, talking about this a little bit earlier, but uh, we watched this with uh, Josh's new partner, and she was like, you would do that. And like, it wasn't in a negative way, but she's like, you have enough chutzpah to be like, mm, you're not doing that right. I'll take the mic now. I was just like, I yum. What's other beer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's kind of my reaction? Uh, my favorite scene in the movie is uh, at the master's house. Uh, so they get off the bus, which is also probably one of my other favorite scenes. I also love that scene for how protective. It's like one of the few scenes where you see Winnie being protective over Sarah and Mary. Because mm-hmm. the bus driver is like, ah, and she's like, hands off, bitch. Like, 
they can play with you. You don't touch them. Yeah. Uh, and they go into this house while all these kids are trick or treat. But if you do notice briefly, there is a Mrs. Potts costume mm-hmm. that runs by, and I was like, "There was a Mrs. Potts!" Like every time I see it, I think there was a Mrs. Potts costume. Well, it's supposed to take place in '93, which is the year Beauty and the Beast came out. So I know I just wasn't ever aware there was a Mrs. Potts costume. Yeah, yeah like not not Belle, not a Beast, Mrs. Potts. You know what? Be Mrs. Potts. She's probably the most logical of the movie. So <laughs> get it. Mrs. Potts is the Mary of the movie. Uh, uh, Jujette or uh, the, the the Feather Duster would be the Sarah. Oh, Babette. Babette. Yeah, Babette. Would be the Sarah mm-hmm. and then Belle would be the Winifred. Yeah, I could see that. Okay. Or the Dresser would be the Winifred. I, I feel like the dresser would be Winifred because you're going with all of the appliances in the, yeah, ha- yeah, in the castle. Yeah, you have to go with the appliances. So Winifred is the overimposing. Oh, yes, household thinking, items. I, I was like thinking KitchenAids and toasters. <laughs> yeah, we should like we need to like modern Beauty and the Beast like in an apartment and all of their like appliances like their. That is that is a terrible idea. Half my appliances say, have blades on them. I don't want to hear the plea of my Instapot. Put <laughs> in the vibrator. <gasps> she only loves me when she needs me. <laughs> and then I go in my dark floor. That's it. That's, that's the song of the vibrator. <laughs> Ask yourself, how did we get here? No, okay. If you haven't been on the podcast enough, never ask how we get anywhere. It'll just hurt. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, so my first thing is when they go to the master's house, which is actually the director of the film, mm-hmm. playing this old sleazy guy dressed up as the devil. And what I love so much about this scene is that you kind of get to see all three characters interact with kind of a modern world. So Sarah immediately like loses the cape and is like, Master, dance with me. Wouldst thou dance with me? Oh, and then she does this like very coy, like, would you dance with me? And you kind of get the idea like, okay, so Sarah's not a strumpet. She's she's just kind of boy crazy. Mm-hmm. Which I think is important for the character of Sarah. And then Mary's just on the TV, like just channel TV. flipping. And then there's like a dog commercial, and Mary's like growling back at the dog. She, because she's like, she's because it's the the commercial is the perspective of like the baby, because it's like I think it's like oh, diapers right. I or something. Remember that commercial? Because I remember that commercial. Yeah. yeah, I think it was like Huggies or something. It was like it was yeah, a yeah. commercial. <laughs> and the kids like running around and being all happy on a little like walker thing and mary's like ah it's a kid i'm gonna get the kid i'm gonna get the kid oh there's a dog arr, arr. I, I just love it and then uh, of course one of her character just goes into a kitchen and it's like a torture chamber mm-hmm. and i i lo- love how much the idea of what each character would be drawn to in this kind of series like mary like if you would if you were to think about them in the idea of modernizing them, not that we've done that at all today, 
Uh, <laughs> on a Mary, popcorn immediately. Yes. Yeah, Mary would be like the the the, the couch girl who has binged every season on Netflix ever. And, you know, Sarah would be like having the Tinder five-star goal match. And Winifred would be like in the kitchen constantly cooking and creating and kind of doing that. And that's kind of what I love is you kind of get a peek of like what they would be like in a modern day and also like what they're immediately drawn to. Um, And I just, I love that scene. I love how funny it is. I love how you actually get kind of, um, throughout most of the film, all the the sisters are together. They're kind of a group entity. And I like the fact that you kind of get the scene of each of them kind of exploring their own individuality. And you kind of get the idea like, well, they are sisters. They also have different interests, different reasons, different things that they like to do. Mm -hmm. So I really like that kind of, diversity of that scene and uh last up m Graham, what is your favorite scene thinking about it and i have a couple of favorite scenes um a couple of them actually involve jokes that i've noticed you know watching the movie again there are a lot of jokes that are not for children <laughs> oh no movie, but this is there are jokes that they snuck in there for the parents yeah, uh, especially sure. the constant uh, reiterating back to the fact that a virgin lit the candle when you're a little kid you don't know what the fuck that means like yeah. what difference does that make you know so the, the when they one of the scenes I like is when they find the guy dressed as the cop and they mm-hmm. just start pouring everything out to him and he is just stone-faced the whole time and he's just fucking with these kids mm-hmm. and you know afterwards he's like get out of here and they're just they run off and then girlfriend comes out and she's like what was that and he's like i have some kids yanking my chain and the thing is he legit thought they were funny. oh you know yeah. his girlfriend i always thought she was supposed to be like a dress up as a prostitute too did anybody else get that i yeah, i, 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 I kind girlfriend of... dressed as a prostitute i don't yeah, think like... she is but i'm saying she's definitely dressed as a prostitute yeah. oh yeah absolutely um and the fact that she comes out of a liquor store is also pretty whew. Um, but yeah, that's one. Another one of my favorite. Wait, why not doing that motion? I can just be like, yeah, I'm like, you've got. Anyway, um, (laughs) another one, because I've got a few, but another one is a quick one is when they get on the bus and, you know, Mary kind of pushes her sisters back, but then she says to him, we desire children. And he says, it'll take me a few tries, but I think I can get you there. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. It's Winnie that actually says we desire children. Oh, I meant to say Winnie, sorry. But um, uh, that, that bus driver is having the best night of his goddamn life. Look at Sarah like sitting on his lap. Yeah, she's yeah. sitting on his lap, try, like pretending to drive the bus, going beep beep. Mm-hmm. And then takes out Billy's fingers. Yeah. Because she's like literally driving the bus and she just like, drives right over the thing. And then he goes, Oh, speed bump. She goes, he speed bump. <laughs> So that was another one. Another joke that I did not understand until I was much older and was like, oh my God, they went there. And then the third favorite scene is when Winifred is having kind of her meltdown in the the cottage and Mary is there just comforting her and just like, yes, 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 sister. And, you know, it's like, okay, we're done. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye, house. Goodbye, book. Goodbye, world. Goodbye, sky. You know, (laughs) 
the fact I love that... you so much for being my Mary in those <laughs> moments that I am just so nihilistic and done with it. You are definitely my Mary in those moments lots where I'm like, I could just freeze. <laughs> but I, I, will, I am definitely that person that would like take people, take you by your hand and be like, okay, let's go this way, let's go that way, okay. And yeah, and it's just it's such a funny like she's being a supportive sister. But at the same time, it's very much dramatic as hell. And she's just going with it because... I I think that's the great thing about Mary that's kind of like, you know, a little bit like underrated is like... uh, The reason I do love Winnie is I've I've made this joke on the podcast a few times. I'm either a one or I'm an 11. Like I have no room in between. I either I'm hyper dramatic, hyper into something, (sighs) or I do not possess a single. And that is pretty much Winnie. And Mary is, or Sarah is either very much paying attention, very focused, or is on fucking Venus. And I think Mary is like the pulling factor because she can kind of hit all of these, the Sarah paying attention, the Sarah on Venus, the Winnie being at one and the Winnie being at 11. And she's pretty much, it's like, Mary is sitting there with four very blustery kites and but Mary's the one holding the kites. I will say I do kind of like the sort of sibling rivalry between Mary and Sarah in the beginning. Oh it's adorable. I don't think Sarah's helping and Sarah's like I lure the child here like it's just sort of. Or they throw the dead men's toe at each other. Mm -hmm. So speaking of. Oh we magically lost Ashley. Oh my, she flew away. Ah, I don't know. You think she stepped on holy ground? Probably. Maybe well, Maybe Billy Butcherson made off with her. I don't know. I really hope that didn't happen. That'd be really disappointing. We found you! I'm back, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back! That's it. That's the amount you got. That's it. Where'd I I'm go? Uh <laughs> We're pretty sure you just stepped on the holy ground. Billy Butcherson grabbed you. You went underground, went back up, and now we have you. So, no more cheerfulness. It was uh, it was very very dramatic. You just came out of the ground, just like purple. Yeah, we're we're really sorry. Our Zoom call actually interrupted with both of us flying to find Ashley and battling the forces of darkness to get her back. I I guess Zoom just decided not to record that part. So my vacuum cleaner was on point. It was beautiful. My vacuum I was trying to find children. I didn't find any. I will I will quickly show you a dramatic interpretation. <laughs> that is our dramatic interpretation. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> now that we've saved Ashy. I think we need to talk about the most important thing about this movie in terms of feminism, in terms of the 90s, in terms of everything that we really care about at this point. Thackeray was fucking hot. The thirst for Thackeray is real. I mean, come on now. I've had a crush on that boy since I was seven. The blowy white shirt, the ponytail, the like '90s bangs that he had. Oh, oh the '90s. Okay, I'm sorry. The '90s boy bangs 
need to come back. It is a good look. It makes you look caring and sensitive. Even if you're a douchebag, it makes you look caring and sensitive. It absolutely does. Like, name in any 90s guy teen throb that had the boy bangs that, like, every girl didn't have a crush on. I mean, Dawson. Dawson had the boy bangs. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Mm-hmm. He had the boy bangs. Leo. Casper. Casper had the boy bangs. Boy yep. bangs. Oh, God. My mom had some slight worries to the fact that, like, my three big crushes were Sean from Boy Meets World, which, like, not super complicated, but my other two were Casper and Bakery, which were dead and deader. (laughs) So I'm sure my my mom has made me the joke, like, now later in life, being like, yeah, I got a little worried because then you got into, like, Spike. And then you got into Cole from Charmed, and I was like, is this going to be a trend? And I was like, yes. I mean, same. <laughs> the thing with Zachary, or sorry, Ooh, I can't Zachary. Zachary. Wow, Emily. Zachary. Zachary. <laughs> it didn't help that his sister's name was Emily, and so he constantly was shouting Emily, and I'd be like, stop. stop. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's his sister, but like, you say Emily. And we oh, figured yeah. out the first movie Emily made a sweet, sweet love to a teddy bear with. We, I will not <laughs> confirm nor deny. Any We've had those. this conversation on the podcast. Most girls' first sexual experience is either with a couch, like arm, or a mm-hmm. teddy bear. Yep. Mine was a teddy bear. Uh, mine was a blanket. Mine was a couch arm. So we're hitting, we're hitting different levels. Yeah. But yeah, and it's funny because like right now, like I was watching this movie this morning with my husband, you know, just cause it's, it's a good movie to watch every year, to be honest. It's a good movie to watch every goddamn day. Yeah, exactly. That's what I meant. To, like every day, every year, anytime. <laughs> Hocus Pocus in the evening, Hocus Pocus in, uh, in the morning. It's like pizza bagel bites. Like- exactly. Hocus Pocus at supper time. <laughs> Um, I, mean, yeah, I was, was going to call it, I want to watch Hocus Bites. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was watching it this morning. I, I was rewatching it with, uh, ooh, that sounds amazing, uh, with my husband. And he's sitting on the couch. And right now, because of quarantine, he has not been able to get a haircut. And so he's actually got like the 90s boy bangs right now, but he's also got the like quarantine beard happening. So I'm like, you know, you could play like, older Thackeray, like Thackeray in his like 30s or 40s. And I now know what role play Ash and Chris are doing this weekend. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with some pretending. It, it, <laughs> it, it helps with, you know, we're all stuck in quarantine. We've been having sex with the same person for an extended period of time. Role plays help. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun. <laughs> Yeah, I, I always laugh because, like, I live, and you both have seen most of my amount of men. I date two people. I date Aries from Xena, which yeah. is dark hair, dark eyes, super svelte. Or I date the blonde hair, blue eyed art boy. Mm-hmm. That is, and then you like, you look at women, and I've dated. You know, every nationality, I've dated lesbians, I've dated trans, I've dated bisexuals, and it's it's just like, oh, if I find a woman I like, I, I like. And then it's like, if you're a man, these are your two lanes that you are allowed to be in to get my attention. 
Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I look back at some of the guys I dated back then and and yeah. There's like two lanes of like you need to be, be like tall, dark and spooky or you need to be blonde haired, blue eyed and like overly sentimental which probably means you're a manipulative gaslighting dick. <laughs> James. We have a lot more we could add in that call. Boyfriend, I dated him because he looked like Emilio Estevez in The Breakfast Club. So, Ooh, Ooh. I, I can't blame you. I can't blame you. Yeah, one. I mean, I had a crush on Emilio Estevez in the '90s too. So, I like Judd Nelson more, but like Emilio Estevez was like the nice, like he was the jock who felt bad about being an asshole, and like he was like really trying to better himself. And I just like, oh. And so I dated a jock, and then I realized the problem with dating a jock is that they're so stupid. <laughs> I, I will admit, I legitimately dated a guy that looked like Christian Slater in high school, or not in high school, in college. Like, like 90s Christian Slater, like Heather's Christian Slater. <laughs> but he was dumb, right? Oh, dumb, dumb does not quite explain the lack of brain power in this man dumb is a compliment yeah. for this person but i will admit i kept dating him for four months because he looked like christian slater and heathers yeah i kept dating i kept dating emilio estevez guy because he looks like emilio estevez and sometimes you just need something pretty to look at mm-hmm dance he was dumb, but he could dance, and he was suave sometimes. He was from Nicaragua, and so sometimes he would dip me really low and say something really, really romantic in Spanish, and I'd be there like, <laughs> I'll go with it. All right, that has been our character summary, our favorite scenes, and of course, our thirst trap and random dating history. Uh, I think we now are going to finish this up with, as we always do, with Ashy Slashies. Freaky back corner. All right. So uh, the, the first one is about uh, Thackeray Binks. Thackeray. Thackeray. Uh, all the, 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 so he wasn't in Real Cat, obviously. <gasps> you mean they didn't get a real talking cat? <laughs> what? <laughs> I love shocking. you, Em. I love you so much. Shocking. Uh, the animatronic, animatronic cat that they used uh, is the same is the same cat from Sabrina the Teenage Witch and we have once again in Salem uh, well I mean like isn't Sabrina the Teenage Witch supposed to be based on Salem the Maggie um, show yeah no no but the cat in Sabrina the Teenage Witch his name is Salem yeah and then he plays the cat in the town of Salem yeah so I don't know if it was intentional that he was named Salem? I think Sabrina Teen Witch actually came out before this movie. No, it didn't. Oh, okay. Heart one. So then you know what? I'm going with that's why they named him Salem. All right. I think we're we're back off to trying to find Ashy Slashy for the second time. Billy Butcherson made off with her again. Well, I I will say I dated him first. I was fully supportive of that relationship. Uh huh. Uh huh. Anything else? Anything else? Okay, let's go find her. Let's go find her again. Okay. And once again, we have rescued Ashley Slashy from Billy the Butcher. <laughs> you mean Billy Butcherson? Oh, 
I, why did I go Billy the Butcher? That's a character <laughs> yeah. from Gangs of New York. How hot is Billy the Butcher? And since we were talking about that, I don't know. But we have once again rescued Ashley. We promise this will be our last interruption on this. Uh, I believe Ashley, you had a few more freaky facts before we do our last little sign off for our Halloween and M Grimm birthday episode. Yes. So the first one that I was trying to explain before, before she was ripped away from us. Yes, before I was ripped away by Billy the Billy Butcherson, uh, is the animatronic cat that they used for Thackeray Binks is later used in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. We we were talking about that before we went to go find you, and uh, uh, you're wondering what where was she going with that? <laughs> yes, we we so we we randomly were like, I wonder if this is the freaky fact. The role of Max Dennison was originally offered to Leonardo DiCaprio. He turned it down to appear in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Oh, okay. I can't complain, though, because What's Eating Gilbert Grape. He was, like, nominated for an Oscar for that, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 And it's, it's, it's. I don't blame him. He was, that was, that was a really good performance. Oh, that, that's him eating What's Eating Gilbert Grape at the end. Like, it just. No matter what's happening, I cry. I cry like a bitch. I can't watch that movie. I, I saw it one time and I was like, nope, never again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, and my last freaky fact is brother and sister Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall played the mom and dad. I thought that was Penny Marshall. Huh? Oh, so they're mom and dad. So we have two. Oh, sorry, no, played, was- played, oh. no, you're right. Sorry, played the husband and wife uh, okay. that is dressed as Satan. Yeah. I was like, so we had two incest couples in this movie? <laughs> um, hey, I'll do one more since we already talked about that one. Like, the, the weirdest thing that I dealt with recently is um, I was watching the new Godzilla. Mm-hmm. And uh, I forget their names of the actors. But they play a husband and wife in Godzilla. And in another film, they play brother and sister. Oh, it was um, Elizabeth Olsen and Aaron Taylor Johnson, right? Yeah, and then in uh, Marvel, they're Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Pietro and Wanda, yeah. And I was, like, watching it, and, like, because he looks so different, he doesn't have, like, the white hair, and he doesn't look like kick-ass because he's, like, a lot older. And then I was like, who's this actor? Like, I know I recognize him. Then I was like, oh, you played twins after this. Like, yeah. I know it's acting and like, yeah. you know, it, it, they're, 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 they're people playing characters. And I understand that. But really, they went from husband and wife in one movie to the next movie they appeared in were twins. <laughs> A little creepy. Um, and then the last one, since we already knew that one is Sarah Jessica Parker had said that she found being in the flying broom harness so comfortable that instead of being lowered back to the ground during extended downtime, she would stash a copy of the New York Times on her person to read while remaining sp- suspended in the air. Uh, I actually know a freaky fact about this film. It's probably not on there. Ooh, okay. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker actually ate a spider. Oh yeah! In the beginning, when she yeah. looks like she's eating a spider, it was it was a dead already. 
But it was an actual spider, yeah. Yeah, she actually ate a spider. And uh, when Doug Jones opens his mouth, those are real moths. He had literally had a contraption in the back of his throat to make sure they didn't fly down his esophagus. Mm-hmm. But he literally kept four live moths in the corner of his mouth so that when he opened his Why mouth, am I not surprised? Because it's Doug goddamn Jones and he is a peach. Um, I mean, my whole thing I was telling Ella earlier was that this is not the first movie where Bette Midler loses a lover to, or a significant other to Sarah Jessica Parker. Mm -hmm. Uh, First Wives Club. Bette Midler's husband leaves her because he's going through his midlife crisis and dates, guess who? Sarah Jessica Parker. (laughs) I I didn't also make the joke uh, earlier when we were talking. I'm like, the one lesson you can bring off of this is don't cheat on me or I will ruin your life and afterlife. <laughs> this is yeah, the smile that. of your pain. <laughs> All right. This has been an amazing Halloween episode. I'm so happy we're back at it. Cannot be as ecstatic to be once again with my siren, Ashy Slashy. As I said, Sirens of Horror will be back in November full time. And of course, if there is one person we're going to have on this podcast for Halloween, it has to be our coven sister. Happy birthday, M. Grimm. Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, It has been amazing to, whether you guys are listening to us on a podcast server or you guys are watching our YouTube video, thank you so much for listening. And as of course, Ashley, you can give them all of our details. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, when it's not a scary place. It's still <laughs> and, a scary place. Yeah. And Facebook. Also, please do check out our Patreon where you can, uh, well, you'll be able to find all of our uh, video recordings of our episodes. This one, yes, we are releasing on YouTube and Facebook f- just for Halloween. But if you do want to actually see us when, see me and Ella rec- uh, when we're recording and all of our weird faces and uh, hand movements that we do, uh, please feel free to subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, I think the lowest tier is $2 a month and uh, half of the funds that we make on our Patreon go to a different charity each month. Uh, Ella, would you like to let us uh, let our fans know what charity that is this month? Uh, the charity for both October and November is going to the Trevor Project, which is a transgender project that helps create support uh, safety and accountability for the transgender community, which is, of course, in such desperate need right now. So not only do you get to see us make really weird faces, dress up really weird, but you can also consider it as you are donating to an amazing charity. Uh, this has been an amazing event. It's been an amazing Halloween. I know Daisy had to make herself be heard one time in this podcast. <laughs> I love that your door is nice and creepy, squeaky. Yeah, it's like oh, I, you guys actually, yeah. I, I yeah. now live in a house where every door opens. Very terrifying. Going pee at the end of the night is not pleasant. <laughs> but as always, I guess we can have M start off with good for once. So, mm-hmm. uh, M, would you like to sign us off? I, I can't remember it. <laughs> Just good. say good. Just say good, darling. It's okay, good. Mary. Just say good. Okay, one more time. Good. Bad. 
for the girls with the mic. See y'all. Have a wonderful Halloween. Stay safe. Stay protected. Wear your mask. It's Halloween. You can have a mask on. Stay safe.